0: At is the four greatest minds in the history of this business? Yes, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Wrestling with Egos. Things look a little bit different tonight, and we will get to that in just a little bit. However, you might be watching or listening to this fine wrestling podcast. Thank you so much for making us a part of your information for the week. We got a lot of stuff going on in the world of wrestling, and we're not going to talk about a single bit of it tonight. <laughs> Why? Because that's not that's not what we do. My name's Patrick. Thanks so much for joining the show. I uh, don't you know whether you're watching this on YouTube, checking us out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon intergalactic radio thank you guys so much for making us part making uh, for joining us this week i am as always joined by my boys brian and isaac gentlemen before we get to our special guest from across the pond how goes
1: amazon's the one i keep forgetting when i do this list, and i actually have a card leaning up next to the laptop now that has all of these platforms and i keep forgetting about amazon so if you're Checking us out on Amazon podcast. A thousand apologies. We appreciate your support. We appreciate the interaction. We appreciate the feedback. This is the week, boys and girls, in Wrestling with Ego's Land, that we're going international. And you'll understand.
0: Beat me to
1: it. it. (laughs) We've
0: been talking about this guy for a couple of weeks and the expectations of him joining us. And... Tonight, boys and girls, is that night. Welcome to the show from across the pond, Katie Hinkin. What's going on, brother?
2: Howdy, howdy. It's nice to finally manage to get on. It's half one, so I'm a little bit earlier, uh, a little bit more awake today than I would hey. be normally when it's half two. There's a th-
0: there there's a slight time discrepancy between us. You know, there's it's more than one time zone. So hey, we we get it all good we're glad you know the
2: secret do you know sorry do you know the secret to be a bit of an insomniac anyway and then you just sleep whenever you manage to works
0: been been there trust me it's it it can be both a blessing and a curse um Yeah,
2: yeah
0: we got a lot to talk about tonight tonight's topic it looked good on paper um that was the that was the phrase that we began our conversation and with. And for our
1: YouTube viewers, this piece of paper I have, it looks good, but I don't know like how well it's going to go or not. So that so we're just going to let it roll.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, in in some instances it might be, you know, a, a you know a, a dissertation of something monumental and helpful to the world, and in some instances what might be on paper might be, you know. The playbook of the um, 1992 Dallas Mavericks, I don't know. By the way, the 1992 Dallas Mavericks, those those, those of you not paying attention, one of the worst teams in NBA history. Um, (laughs) Or
1: that curry chicken recipe that just didn't quite turn out the way it was supposed to because you put too much of something in it or something.
0: That sounds like every one of my curry chicken recipes that I've ever tried. Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't seem to work.
1: Um, Lovebird makes an awesome curry chicken. For what it's I'm not worth.
0: surprised, I'm not surprised that your wife makes a good curry chicken. That doesn't surprise me at all. You um, call just,
2: your wife the Lovebird, just so I know. I
1: love that. Yeah, we,
0: yes, we that's did, our pet
1: That's that our code name for her. We we our right. our significant others and the important people in our lives all have code names. We don't refer to their real names, but Lovebird was one of the first things people called us when we were dating and then it became the motif for a wedding and ever since that point usually the the cards we get each other have birds on them or we take pictures of birds that we see in nature together it's it's really disgusting i mean people just <laughs> yeah feel, it can is you, can you knock it off <laughs>
3: yeah
0: it, it, katie it really is i mean brian and his wife you know they are two of my dearest friends in the entire world, but they are very lovey-dovey, and it kind of makes you want to barf sometimes.
2: Yeah, it sounds horrible just hearing this.
0: But you know what? <sighs> hey, you know, it, it's, it, it, it's like the gold standard of marriage. That's just, that's what it is.
2: The gold uh, standard of marriage nowadays is they're still married. That's, that's the gold standard. That's as far as you can, want it. That's as far as you can get.
0: Hey, I'm hey, hey, brother, I'm on divorce number two. I mean, hey. <laughs>
2: I'm
3: not gonna talk about uh, me right
0: now. Yeah. Um two things. Uh, well, first off, kind of give you an idea about code names. I have a seven-year-old daughter. Uh, we refer to her as the hurricane because she's she goes about a hundred miles an hour, one speed, one direction. I mean, so she's the hurricane. Um you guys will notice a little something different about my screen tonight, there will be something missing moving forward. Kind of have to address my own personal elephant in the room for you guys that have been watching our show for the better part of the last three years. Just about every show. I have a little visitor that will cross the back of my chair, you know, and you know, get her little furry butt involved. My cat Jenny, Uh, unfortunately last Friday um, we lost her. Um, It, Really sudden, completely sucked. Um, so, in case you guys were wondering, yeah, no more Jenny.
2: Moving on. It, I don't it, want to. It would be terrible audio content for podcast listeners, but we could have like a minute silence for it.
0: Nah, uh, no. This cat. <laughs> Not this cat has made her audible uh, audible presence known on this show before. Almost she has. On, I can vouch.
1: Uh, Almost mm-hmm.
0: on cue, it's hilarious. Like, she's walked by, I'm like, no, and I've made some statement. Isn't that right, Ginny?
2: So we, we should expect the views to drop now, then. Because everybody oh. always tunes in for the cats, let's be fair. Okay,
0: so our views are going to go from 30 to 20.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Let's go ahead and get into it. Um, uh, go ahead and get into it. Again, it looked good on paper. So, therefore, you know, it could be either A a gimmick that just completely and totally busted, or the way I interpreted it, a gimmick, an angle, a stable, that should have been good, but somehow, some way, it got screwed up. And that's the way I'm taking it. And I'm going to... I would like to... Gentlemen... Give you my first one, and for anyone that knows me, this should be no surprise. Oh, mid mid to late nineties, WCW, Sting.
3: <laughs>
0: Why? It looked good on paper, and it worked until somebody decided he didn't want to do a job at Starcade. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I would never I would never have thought of Sting in any iteration as a gimmick that didn't work.
2: Same, same. Because
1: when I was and I'll tell you why really quick. Okay. If if we were gonna talk about other people not wanting to do work or do a job, then we could be here for seven hours. This could be like the godfather extended cut of wrestling with egos.
0: Oh oh I know that. The point that I'm making on this B isn't whether or not the gimmick itself worked because the gimmick itself worked. The storyline failed because yeah. it was it was like um the first iteration of Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. Great movie, the ending absolutely blew. Because how do you level Metropolis to the ground and then have Lois have Lois and Superman make out and then Clark Kent joins the Daily Planet.
2: But in that example, would you say Superman failed, or the film?
0: Yeah, yeah well, the ending failed. The movie, you know, the first nine-tenths of the movie were was absolutely awesome. The yeah. ending just sucked. That's the same thing with this. The entire 18-month run-up where Sting didn't say a single word and was awesome and then Starkade happened
1: because now for the uninitiated my WCW knowledge oh. base is you know pretty pathetic but after that happened did Sting do anything else of note in WCW before cuz then he had the NWO Wolfpack and the Red and Black and all that kind of stuff but that was just like filler
0: he he won the world title a couple of times he had a failed heel turn which was about as successful as Austin's heel turn after WrestleMania 17. Um, it, he was Sting, but he wasn't at that zenith that he was in 96, 97.
2: It was another failed opportunity. That yeah. was like the story of WCW, wasn't it, though?
0: Oh, tell me, tell me about it. I grew up in the South, so, I mean, I was <laughs> all about WCW.
2: I, I was always a WWE boy, so I know WCW, but um, like uh, yourself, Brian, I think you just said, uh, you're not as knowledgeable on it.
1: KD, you and I are going to get uh-huh. along fantastic. <laughs> I've, I've been outnumbered on this show since day one. Uh,
2: so you're a WCW fan as well, Isaac?
0: Brian's got Goodbye. a friend! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Let's end with that.
3: Isaac,
0: like, what but... say you, man?
3: Um, that whole situation. You're right. There was that was the best lead up in the history of wrestling going into K Bar none. No one's gonna sit here and argue that. And yeah, the way that they dropped the ball is—I came and saved the <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, I, I, Isaac, I got a
0: phrase that Brian absolutely hates, but it works. Go ahead. Constipated orgasm.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. It it was. I mean, to say it was bad as is the understatement of all of our lifetimes times five. Oh yeah. You know the way they dropped the ball on that. Um, Been a
1: while since you've uncorked that. I, I hate you right now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, well, I've I figured since it's been it, it it's been a month since I've been on the show, and you know,
1: you want to you play your greatest hits. I get it. Well, I so not, people, you know. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, we're gonna start with De- Detroit Rock City, and we're gonna end with Rock and Roll All Night. I mean, duh. I mean, you know, gotta gotta get all that stuff in. But at the same time, I've gone like seven or eight weeks with saying shenanigannery so there you go there's a, there there it is again the street continues so but i wanted to try and mix it up for you but we could talk about that one for a while let's go ahead and move on to something else because otherwise because honestly truly i feel we could get stuck on this one and just kind of bog the show down uh kd what do you got
2: okay well my first one so I made me think of it. Like I remember this character because I really liked it and it would have been yet um that were coming. I think it was like the SmackDown Fist kind of time, whenever that was. Uh, Mordecai. Yes,
0: Mordecai was awesome.
2: It's like an that, opposite kind of Undertaker thing.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that's one of those wrestlers. You can you, you can look at it and go, Okay, that's a badass entrance, that's a badass presentation, and then the bell rang.
2: I don't from all I remember about it, it's like there was loads of vignettes and then yeah, there was like very few matches.
0: Oh yeah, because he just if, fizzled if, out. If memory serves correctly, he was god awful in the ring.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was young when I watched it then, so I wouldn't have clocked onto that as much at the time.
1: Who was Mordecai? Like, Um, who was the wrestler that, like... Kevin Thorne? Yeah, it was Kevin Thorne. Get out of here.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, that really...
1: So then they say, okay, well, now we got this ECW thing. We'll try you there, and you were just as bad. Yeah. All right, (laughs) 0 for 2. We wish you all the best in your future endeavors.
0: And he had, it even in ECW, he had, I can't remember her name, but the chick with her. With with him and he uh, still couldn't Shelly get
2: Martinez, over Shelly Martinez, I think. Shelly
0: Martinez, yeah. Yeah, yeah she was Ariel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, he had that with alongside him and couldn't get over.
2: I think she he, was with somebody else that's on my list as well at one point. I don't remember that. Look
1: at that. Hey, he's playing at all at the there. two cuts tonight, ladies and gentlemen.
0: So I know for a fact that Isaac said he had one from way back in the day. Isaac, we're not going to we're not going to you yet. I wanna I wanna wait a little bit <laughs> Because I have faith in what you're probably gonna say, I wanna hold off a little bit longer in the show. Well good. Yeah,
3: I got you.
0: It's not the fact that I not the fact that I'm just pushing you off. I wanna just wanna hold on to it for just a little while longer. So Brian.
1: The one I'm gonna lead off with. Maybe you're going to have to educate me about this guy because I think it was a product of just my exposure to life in general at the time and being sheltered the way I was. But I started, like people who watch the show and listen to the show know, I started watching wrestling around the time of WrestleMania 3. One of the matches on the undercard and a dude that I just did not get. I don't know. What kind of a career he had before this or after this? His adorable Adrian Adonis.
0: Oh, Adrian Adonis was the, was the, was the truth, man. I'm trying to watch my language because my daughter's still awake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Adrian
0: and, Adonis was awesome, dude.
1: And we're not going to go off on a tangent about lifestyle and what he was portraying, but I was driving home from work tonight thinking about who I was going to talk about. I feel like Goldust was a little bit more successful at portraying that kind of a character, or did he like amp up what Adonis was trying to do?
0: Remember how I, I, Isaac? Let me take this real quick, and then I'll let you jump in because I've got a feeling the, you and I are kind of on the same thing. Remember how in the past how I've said without the Horsemen, we don't have DX, and we don't have the NWO. Without them, we don't have Bullet Club, et cetera, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Without Adrian Adonis, we don't have Goldust. Adrian
2: Adonis set the table. When so maybe
1: it's a going... case of me oh. not really understanding, like, the, the, the scope of his work. Because if I only saw him and that, who is he feuding with at three? Was that Jake the Snake?
2: Okay. Goldust was around not too long after, anyway, wasn't he? So he might not have made too much of a think there somebody else before that? Well, wasn't this that game
1: 95? This is yeah. 86 uh, 87 I'm talking about. I can't remember who Adonis was in a match with.
0: I can't. Oh, hang, well, hang on. I got my computer open. Let me look.
3: <laughs>
1: WrestleMania <laughs> 3? Yeah. He was on the undercard.
3: Wasn't that the hair match, if I'm not mistaken?
1: It was a hair versus hair match.
3: Because Brutus the Barber Beefcake is one of That's the That's it.
1: It was Beefcake. But,
3: was, but Brutus wasn't the one. That he was wrestling. It was Piper. That's what I thought.
0: It was Piper.
1: Yeah, throw the then, combustible elements in there and see what happens. I mean, yeah, and I think then, that's why that match like resonated with me. Like I don't understand what I'm watching because you got Piper, who's a gem, and we all know this. Um, so you put that character with Adonis' character you're going to get fireworks. Yeah. And then you bring that full circle because then Piper had the match at 12 with Goldust. Exactly. So I, he- will say, and, I,
0: I will say that Goldust is a, you know, absurdly much better wrestler than, than uh, Adrian Adonis was. Mm-hmm. I mean, for God's sake, it's Dustin Rhodes. But still groundwork. Um, okay. Also, at the same time, I don't know how much more you could have done in the mid-80s with that character.
1: That's the thing. Whereas
0: whereas in the mid-90s, oh, you could push the envelope. There was no envelope pushing in in, in 1986. I mean,
1: keep in in mind. Our our Time Machine show last week when Isaac and I were talking about take a wrestler and move him to a different era— There's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of envelope pushing. Like if you take MJF, for example, and you drop him in, you know, NWA, there's some questions there about, okay, you know, if you're in a vacuum, are you willing to go as far as like, he's gonna go on AEW television every week? Or is Jim Crockett gonna get in his ear and say, okay, kid, listen here. We love what you're doing, however, you know.
0: Right, you know, I. and there's ramifications,
1: is what I'm saying. Right.
0: And there's beauty, and that's the beauty of a show like, like you guys did last week, is the fact that, you know, you're talking about much like in basketball, you know, okay, who would win between, you know, the Warriors team that, you know, won, went seventy-three and nine and lost to the lost to Cleveland in the NBA finals versus the ninety seven Bulls that went seventy two and ten and won it all? Right. Who would win? Well, it depends on which set of rules you're playing in, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a conversation that could go on forever. Um,
2: I'd love to have seen the Young Bucks thrown into Puerto Rico around the time with uh, Boozer Brady's murder and all that scene.
0: That would have, That'd have been have hilarious. Have, I would have loved to have seen the Young Bucks in the 80s against the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> that. that uh. That that would be the first thing I. Yeah, go the Bucks through.
1: have a standing invitation to go anywhere they want in the time machine.
0: <laughs> oh, very much so.
1: So I, gotta,
0: so I got another one I want to throw out, and this is definitely along the lines of what could have been. And I'm not, I I've got two that I'm looking at, and I'm like, oh, I one's too much of a layup. I'll throw that. I'll. Wh- I'll wait until the end and kind of shovel that one in the end. Corey Graves.
2: And about wrestler Corey Graves.
0: Yes. Wrestler Corey Graves, not commentator. Don't get me wrong. Brilliant commentator. But what people forget.
1: I wasn't even thinking about injuries.
0: Exactly. What What people forget was that before his concussions ended his career, he was the next guy in line. He was supposed to be the next guy that got moved up.
2: I remember the first time and I saw him, it was on like an NXT game. It, it, it seemed quite cool, to be fair.
0: Oh, yeah. Does anybody know who got the call up instead of Graves?
1: Oh, this was on the ESPN documentary.
3: Yes, it was.
1: Adrian Neville.
3: No, it wasn't. It was,
1: um... Oh, who was uh, it? No, it was... Um, What's-his-face? Oh, uh, Adam Rose.
3: Adam Rose. Breeze. Oh, Tyler Breeze. Breeze.
1: Sorry. My bad. It was Tyler Breeze. That's right. And he well, did so much, much of it, though. He's retired now, by the way. Say so what? Apparently, Tyler Breeze is officially retired. Yeah. Because I guess Sean Spears gave an interview, and they they have their wrestling school together, and... Spears let it drop that he's apparently retired now.
0: Yeah, apparently, the, apparently the up up down down money was quite large. Imagine <laughs> um, I I ain't hating on him, you know. I, not 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 one bit. But yeah, Corey Graves one could cut a promo. I don't know if you could ever believe from hearing him on commentary that the son of a bitch could cut a promo, but nah. damn. Ah, uh, the guy was nuclear on the mic, um without ever ha- without ever having to raise his voice. Um, fluid in the ring, great submission artist. Um, man, what could have been? that was that was a guy. I honestly, I don't think he would have ever been like world championship contender, but you're talking like, I honestly feel like we're you're we're talking on the level of multiple, multiple, multiple. Intercontinental title runs, much like a Miz or a Ziggler or someone like that. That upper, upper, upper mid card.
1: You need guys yeah. like that on your roster.
0: And hey, look at Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is never gonna be <laughs> maybe world championship quality, he's but so big. He's, al- he's always gonna be upper mid-card because He's that good in the ring. He's got it. He's got that unique. He's
2: entertaining character. right now, man. I like his new character. I like the music. I like the presentation with JBL. JBL needs to calm it down a little bit sometimes because he's very like, alright, chill out. You're going to give yourself an aneurysm, and you're taking all the shine away. Calm down." Other than that.
0: To me, I think that's what JBL does no matter what. It's all about him as opposed to yeah. anybody else. I mean, he could be trying to put over, you know, he could be there to, to get heat on Muhammad Ali. would get get some heat going for Muhammad Ali and he would get himself over at Muhammad Ali's expense. <laughs> I mean that's so
2: That's scared though.
0: It's showtime. What do you got, big man?
3: Okay. Now we're going to go back early 80s, and we're going to go with a person that had the look, that had the body, that had the presentation. The name's Adam Bomb. Oh, God. I <laughs> that- wasn't
0: thinking about that one. I wasn't thinking about that. I went I went much farther back than that.
3: Okay, well, you can go much farther back. I'm, that'll probably come to me in a minute. But I'm thinking this guy was at least, what, 6'6", something like that. Oh, yeah. Great body. They had a great presentation. They could have done something with this character. And if I'm not mistaken, they dropped the ball. or they didn't they didn't know how to work them right. If I'm not mistaken on that. But I think that could have worked
0: It could have, but at the same time, i I personally felt like Adam Baum itself was a little too gimmicky, however, yeah. Brian, however, Brian Clark, the wrestler, was boss,
2: <laughs> it was all like really gimmicky back then, though, wasn't it?
0: Very true, you know. Oh, yeah, so we are talking like mid 90s. I mean, Very yeah, thank, thank you, Brian, <laughs> bringing, up the, bringing up the picture of that. The
2: well, look uh, isn't that bad, it's the name for me more than anything.
0: I mean, don't get me started on WWE names. I've you know, I have my high horse that I have been sitting up on. Upon for years about some of the most god awful names in wrestling history, and
2: the, oh, the last car. five years especially,
0: uh, you know, all, all come from WWE like Abe Knuckleball Schwartz, the, the
3: gobbly,
0: oh god, the gooker. good, yeah, <laughs> worth
2: well, one of the most slapjack.
0: God, so here's one that triggered for me when Isaac was talking about way back in the day, and you know, great body, great look, great talent. But I'm going much, much farther back and back into the world of what could have been because of an injury. Magnum TA.
1: That's over. what I wrote down when you started talking about Corey Graves. I, I, you say how Corey Graves was tabbed by the next guy. Oh, I know Magnum TA was, you know, over like Rover. Ugh. With the ladies, you know, with the guys. I mean, you know. And you listen to all the people in WCW talk about him. You listen about you know Flair talking about him reverentially.
2: Oh yeah.
1: When they would go, and you listen to about you listen to JJ Dillon talking about him and Tony Blanchard talking about him. Everybody loved working with him. You know,
0: Magnum and, was a badass. I
1: mean, and, and he, everybody was heartbroken when the injury happened. It was yeah. a motorcycle accident, right?
0: Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, I
2: thought I
0: thought it was I thought it was I thought it was his Ferrari.
2: Well, I'm about to say it's a Porsche, but I'm quoting Wikipedia, so it might not be the most trustworthy uh,
3: news.
0: High-end car that none of us will ever be able to
3: afford. (laughs) (laughs) We're only dreaming about those cars right now.
0: Right. I mean, the closest we'll ever be able to drive any of those cars is like, you know, stealing one on Grand Theft Auto, for those of us that might play that game.
2: Which Um, I've done many a times.
0: Me too.
3: always,
2: Always tip your prostitutes. And then when, oh. and then when them over, and take your money back.
1: Uh, oh boy! Well, you then you had to go there.
2: Did <laughs> you? Yeah, you're already doing the prostitution. You might as well do the uh, murders
1: too. There's. Yeah, the the new T-shirt for Wrestling with Eagles. We've uh, got the tagline
0: on. I have a much smaller hand in the frame, so we need and to watch I, the I, language, please. the language, Yeah. Earbuds. yeah. Earbuds. Go back to go back to bed. Uh, yeah, uh, the kid, the hurricane wanted to come by and say hi. I'm like, "Don't get in the frame. Don't get in the yeah. frame." So, but you know, she wanted to, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We, need, we we need to, we need to watch the language. We got I, I, we have 7-year-old ears nearby, but we're we're good now. We're good now. We're good now.
2: That
0: is um, I, So, um anybody else got a a really good one cuz I have not uh-huh. I got KD. We haven't gone we haven't gone to you in a in a, in a minute. How about how about you something know, else
2: on your list? An interesting one, because it'd be interesting to hear your guys' opinions on this as well. More of a modern one, um, kind of different too. Not a person so much, but a title. The I thought it was kind of failed. Calm down, doggy. Um, the 24/7 title. It could have been quite cool, like the old classic hardcore title, but it just wasn't that at all. Like everybody could get rolled up out of nowhere.
1: Be I will argue go. that the, there's one person that realized an opportunity when the 24/7 championship was brought out. You may, and and,
0: uh, Here's my question. When you but when you talk about this person and the 24/7 championship, are you talking about the 24/7 365 I95 <laughs> you know WD40 US, our truth United States
1: is his lucky stars. I think that the that the twenty four seven championship came along because we talked about, um, when we talked about comedic wrestlers a couple weeks ago, and we talked about people realizing, this is my niche, this is my opportunity, this is my lane, and it's a way for me to get over. Patrick brought up our truth on that show. And where at first you may have seen him as a, just a fringe performer that only turned up when you needed a body to fill in a feud or something like that. Now, all of a sudden. He's prominently featured in the show, he's relevant, he's working, <coughs> excuse me, alongside people that normally you would not dare put him in the ring with in what universe could you put R-Truth and Brock Lesnar in the same ring and it be plausible.
0: He wasn't there for Brock Lesnar. He was there for Paul Hammond.
1: I know that. (laughs) But he he broke Brock Lesnar, and and that's still one of my favorite moments the last 10 years in WWE. So you're right, KD. When you say the 24-7 championship and its execution, when you have just random celebrity Mm -hmm. shows up and wins the 24-7 championship, that delegitimizes it. But not every title is supposed to be held in such high regard. Yeah,
2: yeah. I I don't you know i don't even mean that so much like uh, i think you have to kind of unlegitimize it at the same time like it should be like a youtube exclusive kind of thing as well you know
0: yeah
2: it, a bit of a joke it should be kind of what it was but at the same time away from the main show i think as well
1: here's a follow up question for you kd do you think if the design of the title itself had been any different it would have been better or do you <sighs> think it was going to be a train wreck no matter what
2: yeah, try Trainwreck no matter what, man. I mean, the hardcore title was just a smashed-up uh, winged eagle, weren't it? I yeah. Look. I mean, it looked terrible, don't get me wrong, but I don't think that would have mattered. It made a difference.
1: I I mean, we're yeah. fighting for a pog, basically, is what we're doing. <laughs> you
2: know. yeah. And uh, the way he was introduced as well. Like, at least Titus managed to get a title reign for, like, a short amount of time from it. Yeah,
0: that
2: it was only single one, you know. The slide, full stop, meant that he should have got that. So, that that alone, I'm okay with. For that alone.
0: Yeah, but we can at least thank the 24-7 Championship for giving us the national treasure that our R-Truth. And also, the stuff that we got between our truth and Drake Maverick was just...
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how we should have been used. All of that, man. All of that was amazing.
0: Um, absolutely. Uh, so... All right, I'm just going to throw out the, like, to me, this is the ultimate injury-based what could have been and probably what should have been Owen oh, Hart. We have said it on this show before. I think it was Brian. I know, I know it was RJ and myself. I think Brian echoed our sentiments as well. We did a show years back, What If? And one of the questions we asked was, what if Owen didn't die? And RJ and I both agreed, if Owen never died, we're not talking about Bret Hart.
2: I don't know. It's easy to say that now, though. But at the same time, when he died, he was doing a blue blazer gimmick. Like, they weren't exactly holding him in high regard at the time, Vince, you know.
0: Give it time. Because, and, and here's why. Brett would have gone to WCW. Brett would have not gone into a depression because Owen died. There would have been a lot of venom and vitriol coming from Bret Hart on live TV. And Vince, being the petty SOB that he's been, would have made Owen Hart world champion, and he would have stayed champion about as long as Roman has right now.
1: It's interesting to think about. I mean... Mm-hmm. But and, but
0: the difference be- between these two title reigns that I'm referencing, Roman and Owen, is one of them was a genius in the ring, and the other one benefits... The other one is benefiting... From the run of his life and Sami Zayn,
1: <laughs> and the other ancillary characters <laughs> cool. that surround him.
0: But no, let's just let's just call it what it is. The bloodline is the the bloodline is fun to watch now because of Sami Zayn. Because and if you don't agree uh. with that, Brian, then I just don't think you're feeling very oozy.
1: Mm. No, I I do agree, <laughs> and and I would love. Sammy is a national treasure. Must be protected at all costs.
2: Um, He's just one part of it, though. The bloodline. I, I think everyone in the bloodline plays their part.
0: Oh, I, I completely agree. I was being facetious right. on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the bloodline is one of the best things going in wrestling today. I mean, it has been. I think it's probably the best. It ha- it has been for for over a year, and anyone who says differently isn't really paying attention to the product. Or they're just being a homer for their own promotion.
1: It um, is interesting to think though about the ripple effect of Owen being pushed the way you're talking about. Cause you push Owen, you're obviously going into you know ninety eight into ninety-nine. So that um, means you're pushing back all of Rock's title reigns, you're pushing back Triple H's title reigns, or now Owen is going against those guys and can you imagine the matches you know Owen and Triple H would have had Owen and Undertaker would have had Owen and Rock Owen and Bulldog mm-hmm. Owen and anybody else who was in the conversation at that point
0: Owen and Angle
1: That'd been good We're crying out loud <laughs> You'd probably look at Patrick <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That that is, look I missed the Time Machine show, and I hated the fact that I had to miss it. Here's mine. I would go back to Over the Edge 99 in Kansas City and tell Owen, don't do it. I'm from the future. I know what happens. Don't do it.
1: Just uh, Just take a nice stroll down the ramp.
0: Get get your ass in the elevator and go back to the ground floor. Never do this again.
2: Just... (laughs) Trust me. Fuck that. Go back a couple of days before and order a really good fucking clamp. That's all you needed to do.
0: No, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even tempt fate. I'd be like, no, 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 just take, take your ass back down the ele- elevator and just, you know, you know, we can, we, we can zip line you from, you know, one side of the, 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 the building to the other, but we're not going to have you repelling straight down. No, 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 no. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Funny is like, he he didn't want to do the um, the test one, did he, or something? Because he was scared a bit. Which fair enough, you know. Fair enough. You might you might say that, but in the safety people, the, fa- the safety people, that's when they should step in and be like, no, we we, we should probably double check it just to be safe, you know, maybe, maybe yeah, some idea.
0: But again, to me, that's like pro wrestling, one of pro wrestling's biggest what ifs, because mm. that butterfly effect starts kicking in so much. Because if Owen's not dead, just like Brian said we're pushing back the rocks run, Triple H's run, Kurt Angle's run, The Undertaker is the American badass. Um I can continue going. I it'd mean, it'd be cool
2: to revisit like a what if episode to be fair cuz I'd be I imagine you can just keep doing that.
0: Oh my god. We yeah. We had to stop cuz we were like an hour and a half and we were still going. We and I, I we just pretty much had to just cut it off. Um but I mean, seriously though, you you know, that is One of those topics in wrestling that if you just keep, you know, you start scratching the surface and you can just, that is definitely a down the rabbit hole kind of conversation because you can just keep digging and think, okay, well now you got to worry about this. And, oh, okay. We've talked about Kurt Angle. So now what about this and this and this? And, you know, does, does, does Brett, in his not state or in his just just pissed off at Vince state of bitterness does he get injured by Goldberg when when the merger when, when the merger happens does Brett come back and we get Brett and Owen champion versus champion you know wh- what what do we I
2: don't think Brett was coming back still
0: Oh there was no there was no <laughs> He wasn't coming hell. back <laughs> there was there was no way in hell. you an
2: angry man, and either bitter man.
0: But I also is? think oh, it might. Ahead. I also think it might have been a little bit easier for Brett to come back if oh. Owen wasn't dead.
1: Yeah, because, yeah.
0: Because Owen could have been the guy mending that fence. Yes. Hmm. True. And then
2: Brett fence would have been shorter anyway. So.
0: And then and then Brett do the one thing that he's never done in his entire career post-Owen's death, is check his ego at the door and actually do some damn business. And that's what would have happened. You would have had the invasion angle culminating with Brett versus Owen, probably Owen going over because it's Vince's Vince's ball and he can do whatever the crap he wants to with it. And, hey!
1: (laughs) You just beat me to it, Patrick, because... I still look at, and I and and I feel like we've talked about this in the show before, so I won't go too far into the weeds on it. But the invasion angle, I would love a do-over on.
0: Oh my God, yeah.
1: Because you're not going to convince me that the money was that punitive to get the bodies in there. It was oh, okay it was With a lot I of money, wasn't it? Yeah, to
2: buy out the, um, was it the Time Warner? Oh, yeah. Contracts. Yeah. Hogan,
0: Hogan, Hall, Nash, Goldberg, Sting, those guys were not budging because that money was, they were getting paid Ted Turner money, not, Mm. you know, anything else. Those, that was some very, those contracts were on the level of contracts that Ted Turner and John Scherholtz. We're giving the Atlanta Braves during that time.
3: <laughs> Let me jump in real quick. Remember, there were some people that were injured at that time, mainly Triple H. At the same time, because he wasn't able to, um, he wasn't able to get in on that. Because if that that big match, you know, somebody would else, somebody else would have been pushed out. Yeah. Whether, whether that had been Jericho before his before he got his push. Um, a person we will not name, or some other some other person, but you know who I'm. You know who I'm referring. I think to. if
1: Triple H is around, the Dudleys are not in that main event match. Uh, well, actually, that's the Alliance side. So mm.
3: yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Fair, he might uh, have gone to
2: do like he might have done the Kurt Angle thing though, inside sided with his wife. Not the crazy thing.
1: Yeah but this is interesting to think you know all things being equal like wcw is undisputed best versus wwe is undisputed best and what that would have looked like because as, as exciting as it was while it was happening i know in hindsight now this is not your first your second or your third choice for a lot of stuff this was like c-team
2: yeah you know. this is ironically. Um, the whole invasion and the alliance thing is itself a failed gimmick. Yeah, that
1: that's yeah. what I'm. That that that's what I, why I brought it up is because I know now what a huge missed opportunity it was because of the money and because of the contracts that they were getting that they already had and because of injuries on the WWE side. You know, you're pushing yeah. people that you have no business pushing because that's who you've got.
2: Yeah, yeah and he wanted to do it then.
0: And if you get the way get the way that it should have been, or could have been, we get Sting and Triple H a hell of a lot earlier than we got them.
1: Or we get Sting and Undertaker. We oh, oh,
0: oh. still my heart. Okay. <laughs> Here, here's one for you. What? It looked good on paper.
2: The Ministry of
0: Darkness.
3: Ah,
2: oh, they were awesome. Oh. It, uh,
0: it was awesome until it wasn't, and it wasn't when it became the corporate ministry. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Two. two different things. You can't if lump that,
0: that in. If that doesn't happen, then the ministry is just like,
1: oh crap! The
2: ministry. You need, just, to, you need to talk cool. to the higher power, my friend.
1: Don't, don't do it. You're about to get thrown <laughs> off. You
0: are about to set the record for shortest for for shortest appearance in the history of this show.
2: Oh, oh I'm <laughs> going to do it. I'm not the higher power. I can't. I can't go against oh, his great
1: name. He's behind the sheet, isn't he? he well, yeah. <laughs> right. a collage yeah back
0: there. just m- moving on. <laughs>
1: Big Winnie Collage
0: Oh, my God. One of my
1: favorite JR. reactions. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> no,
0: that wasn't <laughs> what he said. Ah, oh, son of a
1: bitch. Oh, that's right. He did. He said, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, that was so
0: God awful. I, I, to me, that might be one of the most disappointing, uh, quote unquote, twists that I've mm. ever seen in entertainment. The other one being in a movie. M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. I remember being on a date and looking at looking at the girl that I'm out with and going, so help me God, if she walks out of the forest and ends up almost getting her ass hit by a park ranger, I'm walking home. <laughs> Five minutes later, I stood up and walked out.
2: <laughs> Perfectly reasonable reaction to have to a twist yeah. in the film.
0: Yeah, I was like that. Oh my oh my god. She <laughs> r- really I was so God damn it! I've got to power, walk all the way home now. Yeah, between that and the higher, between the higher power and the and the twist in the village. Yeah. Move, move, moving on. Um, here's one for you. Nexus.
3: I mean, um, God, God, yeah.
1: All you had to do was just let him go.
3: All you had to
0: do was not feed him to Cena. Yeah.
1: Well, that that's the parameter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Back then, isn't it? Yeah. All you had to do was not feed him to scene at SummerSlam.
2: I didn't like Barrett, though, I have to say, as like the leader in that. What are they thinking about it? I'm going through it in my head now. And I don't know who else could have filled that spot.
0: Exactly, because I mean they fired they, they fired Danielson one week into it because yeah. know, Roberts <laughs> with his tie. I mean, aside from that, who are you gonna get who are you gonna make the leader? Nobody else, because Darren Young wasn't good on the mic yet. You had Michael Tarver, Skip, she- Skip Sheffield, AKA Ryback, <laughs> um,
1: Justin Gabriel,
0: Justin <laughs> Gabriel, who couldn't cut a promo. Only thing Justin Gabriel could do was do a four fifty, which the four fifty was sweet, but that's about it. Was
2: beautiful.
0: I mean, the only person that was there that could work a mic was Barrett, and he wasn't even that good. But the gimmick itself was awesome and it still Hmm. could have worked, even with some guys that aren't so talented on the mic, because they're able to get heat in the ways that they got heat.
2: The whole presentation of it initially was really good. It was different as well at a time when, especially then, there was just nothing original. It didn't feel like there was. Right. Very stale point
0: yeah and that could have gone and gone and gone but it you know it was a victim of ego
1: super cena lol yeah exactly it was a victim of cena wins lol yeah, you know, that's, yeah, protecting yeah. It at all costs. You know. How
2: did you feel about it when he went to? I forget the name changes and stuff, but he went to like the CM Punk run Nexus.
1: Oh, CM no. Punk's version of the Nexus could have been great too. You know, the mm. Sermon on the Mount that he gave during the Royal Rumble. I mean, that, were, that was great. You know, and he had, you know, he had the the strength and numbers. That's when he had who was in his version. He had Michael Myers. He had.
0: He had Mason Ryan. He had um, Otunga. He had uh, the artist we now know as Curtis uh, Curtis Axel
1: and Husky Um,
0: and Husky Harris.
1: And 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 that's enough athleticism and muscle to insulate CM Punk from ever having to answer for anything. Yeah. And. You know, some of those guys are adequate on the mic, but you know, CM Punk is still going to be doing most of the talking. We know Otunga can cut a promo.
3: Yeah. You know,
1: and we know, and and it's the infancy of of Bray being able to cut a promo, but he wasn't at that point there. But you really don't need him to. And again, I think this was when Punk was starting to become discontented anyway with things. Agreed. Because he had all these ideas. And creative was, you know, feeding him stuff to say instead. And it's like, no, I, I don't want to do that. I've already got these ideas. So
2: he was still part of the Nexus when he did the pipe on, I think, wasn't he?
0: Yes, he was.
2: Yeah. Cause,
0: yeah. Because if I'm if memory serves correctly, even though he was wearing the Austin shirt, yeah. uh, he still had the he still had the armband on.
3: Yes, he did.
0: So, um.
3: Oh, I thought about something else. I'm sorry. Then hit it. Serena uh, Dean Serena Deeb, Serena Deeb now or then I'm just then. right now and if you think about where she is now and how badass sorry she is and how good she was when she was in wwe they had a gem they didn't know how to use mm. her and they didn't use her correctly and look now you're like, oh my God, you know, she, you know, she's leaps and bounds above everything else right now. They had a chance to get her to that level. They didn't.
0: See, I don't know if you could make that argument because at that point she was very new into the business. She did not. Serena Deeb did not become the professor that we know she we know her to be now. She became that because she got released from WWE and then traveled the world and learned everything. She was not the professor in WWE. You know, so for me, I view this one more as cause and effect as opposed to what could have been.
3: Okay. You could make I, the hmm. argument
1: that now it's 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 a failed it's a failure because by all rights she could walk into uh, full gear in a couple of weeks, wrestle Tony Storm for the championship and blow her doors off in about seven minutes, and then she could have a reign of terror. Yeah. The yeah. way Britt Baker did.
2: She's one of the more believable ones there.
3: Uh... Yeah. Oh, very much so. I also say this for her in the time machine.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Let's
3: switch switch the professor to when she first got into the WWE, and Mm -mm. oh my god, Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. put
0: her in the time machine and take her to Seattle WrestleMania 19 and make that a fatal four way: Trish, Victoria, Jazz, and the Professor.
2: You know, I'd that's like to see your
1: say, candidate right there.
2: i versus Moolah.
1: Well, because that was one of the things we brought up in the time machine episode was we I I had we're gonna take Charlotte Flair, we're gonna put her as opposite Moolah to give Moolah Whoa. somebody that's a credible opponent and not just I'm gonna put myself over at the expense of you. See,
0: I don't even know if that's fair because. While Moolah was just a scrappy, old-school wrestler, Charlotte Flair is like the top 1% of the top 1% of athletes in wrestling. I mean, Ashley Flair is a otherworldly type of athlete. Forget the ring name. I, We're talking I, about the woman herself.
2: i say she's only the second best in Dorito at the moment out of the female athletes.
0: Who would you Bianca? Bianca. Yeah. She's
2: a better athlete.
0: Honestly and truly, they both have their yeah, they, pros
1: one and cons. One a.
0: Yeah, their pros and cons, to me, kind of balance each other out.
1: I
2: think. I like Charlotte's character more. I think she's had more time to flesh that out, and it's just kind yes. of a shoot from um, Ric Flair, too. Bianca's, she's kind of boring at the moment still, to me.
0: But when you're talking about just sheer athleticism... I mean, oh,
2: yeah, athleticism, they, and her skill set, all the wrestling side of it, she's awesome. Right. Um,
0: and the sad thing is, here's what I find crazy. Bianca Belair, to be as amazing of a... um. Athlete as she is, arguably not even the best athlete in her own marriage.
3: <laughs>
0: I mean, seriously, if you really want to think about that, might not even be the best athlete in her own marriage.
1: Um, They're in the show.
0: Oh, yeah, they are.
1: I'm they are. That's,
0: that's awesome. Anybody else got anything?
1: Because
0: I, uh. I got one more than I'm holding on to.
3: I One guess more. I'll
1: bring up the Ascension only because I feel like in NXT they were allowed to kind of just explore, you know, all the dark recesses of the character, but then like a lot of NXT call-ups, they get up to the main roster and it's, you know, your cannon fodder for whatever tag team is coming back for, you know, Legends Night or whatever. Um but they were another one, and I guess this is a lot of Brian just doesn't get it, so therefore it's a failed gimmick. I mean, I guess I just—there's only so many spooky bollocks that, that, that you can do. That That's for KD. Um, okay. You know, if you're The Undertaker and you're going to do spooky bollocks, fine. Okay? If you're Demon Finn Balor and you're going to do some spooky bollocks every once in a while, fine. You're going to dress up like Jack the Ripper and come out and, you know— If you're the fiend, your stock and trade is spooky bollocks, but I think too much of it is you know not a good thing. And I I don't know, I I guess it it just falls into the ascension, I just didn't get them.
2: Yeah. And that's more subjective
1: than anything else. And maybe you could all disagree with me, and that's totally fine. But
0: see, for me as someone that was into NXT. Before, uh, uh, before NXT arrival, the Ascension even at NXT, I you know, yeah, they were the tag team champions. They beat the crap out of everybody under the sun. They lost the tag titles to the Lucha Dragons, but they were just all right. They weren't, you know, they were a big, bruising tag team that ran over everybody else, and they were the best tag team before. The NXT tag team division completely exploded. I mean, literally, they lost here, starting with the Ascension, the next four, you know, counting the Ascension as one, the next three tag team champions the Lucha Dragons, Blake and Murphy, mm. and then the Vaudevillains. Mm.
2: The gimmickist kiss of all the gimmick wrestlers
0: Who did the villains lose to? Time Huh? Time <sighs> Time
2: <F-0. laughs>
0: If memory serves correctly The American Alpha. I think they lost If memory serves correctly they lost to American Alpha
2: They oh, were a great team
0: My god hey, there, hey, There's another what could have been if yeah. Jason Jordan's neck doesn't go d- doesn't go to hell. My god, American yeah. Alpha was amazing. Now, keep in mind, butterfly effect. If we don't lose American Alpha, we may not get FTR versus the FTR versus DIY. Mm. No. No. I do not want to live in a I do not want to live in a world <laughs>
1: Don't do were that to Patrick.
0: The, were the two out of three falls match from Toronto between the Revival and DIY does not exist. No, I refuse to live in that world. That is one mm. of my favorite matches of all time.
2: I really liked the second and third fall foot the first fall. Wasn't that good?
0: I couldn't care less. I was like, from bell to bell, I'm like, this match is great. Sign <laughs> me up. I, that, I don't that, remember. To me, that, 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 that's on rotation, man. Um, and
1: in yet another attempt to curry favor with KD, my favorite, one of my favorite matches of all time, and one that I put up for match of the year, our, our EG Awards 2020 show, was from Worlds Collide that year, Mustache Mountain versus DIY. Chef's kiss. One mm. Chef's that was,
2: kiss. You know, that one. I used to serve uh, Butch himself in my bookies.
1: Nice.
2: In the bookies, sorry, that I used to work in. She's to come in. That's awesome.
0: So I got one more. Let's hear it. And this is, this is a, you know, pandemic-related budget cuts one, of what could have been, because I prefer this version over the version that we have now. Uh oh. What? Okay. What if we kept? The original incarnation of Hit Row. What if Swerve never got cut? What What if all four of them never got cut and all four of them stayed in WWE on SmackDown?
2: They've been literally only there for like a few weeks, one day before they left. Because yeah. I wasn't watching NXT much of that time.
0: No. Uh, they got called up to SmackDown. B Fab B Fab was released first, and then um Top Dollar got pissed off about it. It was like, what are you guys doing? You're literally cutting us off at the knees. And then they released the they released the uh, they released the other three.
3: They literally had a half a cup of coffee before it even got on, you know, got on the program and they were like, bye.
0: Yeah. I mean so what if they would have given hit row time to breathe I per- I personally think hit row if that never happened and we're still and we're now talking about this two years two years down the road hit row is massive
2: Would it look weird though performing a song to a load of screens that would look strange
0: the whole thing looks strange I mean
2: yeah.
0: you know I, at, at that point when we're talking Thunderdome I'm over here with <laughs> over here just approaching it like with, with suspension of disbelief because the whole thing was just you know <laughs> to, 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 to use to use a phrase that our friends there our friends across the pond like Katie would say it was bollocks <laughs> <laughs> I mean
3: once
2: again you're not wrong so, I, mean, I, I didn't hate that much. I thought it was quite inventive what they did.
0: It it was. It was absolutely brilliant what they did. And the fact that they not only used the video screens as a fan base, but also incorporated that as part of entrances and everything else. It was really cool. But again, when you're talking about Hit Row having to, you know, perform to an empty audience and everything else, one, they would have piped in crowd noise like they did yeah. with everything else, and number two, it would have been just as awkward as everything else.
2: I think to be fair, it probably went as well as it could have done the way it t- turned out for them, because I don't think it ever would have gone better. Um, in a Triple H, as I know, man, one company, because nothing was at the end. Yeah. Now. A number- with how it's going like I, I don't know if it would have made much difference with swerve i mean i've only known swerve really of what i've seen him do on um aw and i like him but
3: yeah Let me jump isaac over. jump in there okay um i think hit row they could have got really big to the point that um the gentleman in aew the world tag team champions. Um the acclaim. When they come out when they come out, you know it's hot. It's hot fire. And you need that crowd interaction. You know, it would have they could have got over as much as the acclaim got over. I agree. You
1: A know, musical it, act
3: it you know an act that's rooted
1: hot. in music is gonna need <laughs> that crowd interaction to work
0: absolutely and let's go ahead and be honest when we're talking about and when we're talking about you know professional wrestlers and bars you know Isaac's an, isaac is an old school hip-hop head so he can speak to this more than anybody else of the three swerve top dollar and max caster one of those guys isn't on the level of the of the of the other two, and I'll give you a hint: it's this guy. <laughs> I don't think Max Caster is in the same league as Top Dollar
3: or Swerve in terms of that.
2: I haven't heard Swerve back myself. Um,
3: oh, you, okay. We need you, to do some research. We need to do some research on that. Swerve,
2: yeah. I'm a big rap fan myself. we just yeah.
3: Swerve can spit. Yeah. You really can't spit. Top Dalla can spit. Now
2: Max is <laughs> unlike John Cena level to be fair. He's got no flow, basically.
3: <laughs> he's going for it's. I mean, Max Caster is going for like cheap, cheap yeah. life, almost because he's going from city to city and he is being extremely relevant with what's going on in the world at that particular moment and second. So I'll give him that but spitting wise nah he ain't there yet
2: see that, that i was gonna say this when when you're saying it before that um one thing that they should do when they came down like um i've only seen them do like um hit row in the Since they've been back i think do like one song but that was just like an obviously song they'd written it wasn't just like a weekly little verse you know of whatever's going on like you said it's just that concept works better and acclaim doing that it just works like when John Cena yeah. used to do 4 my time, exactly the same thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think, like, the difference between them is Max Caster's going, Max Caster's approach is audience interaction, and Hit Row's approach is legitimate music. Right. Like, because, I mean, that they are kind of portrayed as their own record label.
2: They should so just mean, do the Max I, Caster thing as well, that's what I'm saying. If they did it, i would just be better.
0: I mean... I don't know how much better you could be at what he's trying to do. I mean, what he's trying to do is that audience interaction, you know, kind of get the, oh, reaction out of the audience because he's, you know, taking a dig at somebody and that's about as good as you can get. I mean, and and then Hit Row is actually trying, Hit, Hit Row's approach is actually real rap game.
2: Right. They, they need a daddy ass to scissor.
0: They got, they got beef fab I'll take beef fab over daddy ass any
2: day of the week. <laughs> you know, you're right there, actually.
0: Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll second that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Moving but, on.
2: Huh?
0: Anybody got anything else? Cause I'm, uh, hang on. Hang on. Do I have one more? I don't know if I have one more or not.
2: I uh, turned my tablet off. Crap. I got um, one, one last one here. I just I, like one of the decent ones, or well, one that I liked and nobody else seemed to like. I don't know why. Uh, Paul Birchill is a pirate. I always liked that. The way he came down on that, um, uh, just rope thing, rope swing. He looked cool, didn't he?
0: That was so awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, man.
0: <laughs>
2: man, a <laughs> sense of rope swing for a pirate. I mean, I don't know where that came in as well, but
0: here's. Here, there's one problem with Paul Burchill they tried to make they, they they tried to package him with I don't I can't remember what her name was in WWE but I know was that in was
2: WWE, when I said earlier Shelly Martinez popped up in something else I think it was that
0: no it was yeah it was a, a Winter from a Impact Katie Lee Katie oh. Burchill they they packaged him with his sister, and nobody gave a damn about Paul Burkill after that. But that was it, after the pilot day? It was. Mm. Oh, okay. I thought I thought that was you know, I, I thought that kind of coincided.
1: So right, they, <laughs> they were,
2: weren't at the same time, no. <laughs>
1: but regardless, he was teaming with Regal if I remember. Uh, that was initially,
2: were Yeah, when he was all britained uh, up when he that? Yeah, like Yeah. Right, Britain no. trousers, because everyone—just to clarify—every wrestler and everyone in Britain, when we're walking around, all we're wearing on our clothes is like things with the British flag on it. So, still, we wear. Right now, I've got British flags all over my trousers.
1: We would expect we nothing less, sir. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah,
1: I, what uh, we do?
0: For some reason, I don't buy that. I, I, I've, I've, I've heard from. Several other, several of my other friends that are from England, like, no, you idiots are the only ones that ever wear your flag as clothing. We don't do that shit over here.
2: <laughs> right? Wear it as clothing. We just don't make hand signals to it when it's flapping about in the air. That's why yeah. we do when We're not into that. We will only have it rubbing our crotch, like God meant.
0: Yeah, we're we're we're, we're special here over in uh here over in the U.S. I mean. <laughs> You know, you can you can take the word "special," however, however you want to interpret it, and you're probably going to be right. Whichever way, <laughs> however you want to interpret that, you're probably going to be right. Just say it.
2: Keepers species. Yeah, like the same description.
0: Yeah, uh, I believe the great philosopher Tommy Lee Jones and Men in Black once said, uh, "A person, a, a person is capable of great." And powerful and wonderful things People are panicky and stupid (laughs) I like that Very well said Huh? Very well said Yeah Uh, Anybody else got
1: anything? I do not I am Lord Tensai Eh
2: My last one Eh I like this but I don't know if you could have got past the Albert eventually It might have been worth trying a bit longer but it was kind of hard to do.
0: Yeah, honestly, I I don't know how that would have continued to get over because people already saw – people saw through it right off the bat because they are like, okay, who's this Tenzai going to be? And it comes out, and you're like, oh, my God, it's Albert. Oh, my God, it's Albert. And he's speaking fluent Japanese, which he does speak fluent Japanese – and you're like, wait a minute, no, 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 this bitch speaks English. We know he speaks English.
2: I they should have me- leaned into it more. They could have leaned into it. And he's a funny dude as well. We oh, yeah. We saw from the stuff after he's up for anything, like, so they could have leaned into it, made it a bit funnier, but, you know.
0: Yeah, I, uh,
2: the Possibly. only other
0: one that I would throw out in terms of a what could have been is if Muda made a longer run in the U.S., Oh, I mean, God. I'm I'm just throwing that out there right now. And by the way, I am really pumped about that uh, pro wrestling Noah show that they've got, they've got announced for January because it's going to be Muda versus Nakamura. Oh that,
2: yeah, yeah. Thank
0: like, you. Oh, but, thank uh, you, guys. <laughs> I haven't said this on the show in a, in a while, and it's not just because I've been gone for a month, but my last few shows I haven't said. Isaac knows what's coming it's the it, it's the seven for a seven word phrase that pays shut up and take my money <laughs> I mean Yes, please muna <laughs> nakamura where do i sign who do i have to kill <laughs> who do i have to <laughs> yeah I mean, I, you know, anybody that's, anybody that's followed this show, anybody that knows me and knows my love of wrestling knows that I have a deep, 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 deep love for the Great Muda.
2: I've never been that into Japanese wrestling, you know. It's hard, it's hard, it's hard to watch. The people have no concern for each other's necks.
0: Yeah. And you know what? For some reason, they keep getting up.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. It's craziness
0: even shibata gets up <laughs> i mean the poor man had an aneurysm and got up
3: <laughs> like, get that one but god love him
0: yeah dude. dude you know we you know we we tend to make fun of make, you know people tend to either not understand japanese wrestling or kind of poke fun at it or whatever else but them dudes are built differently Yeah. Straight up built differently.
2: You know, I understand that a hell of a lot more, though, than the, um... It's not all of the Japanese wrestling. There's, like, even all of the female wrestling. The small part of it, where it's just... Some of the gimmicks that the female wrestlers especially go with, I don't get a lot of them. Like Some of the gimmicks are so random.
1: We tend not to concern ourselves with that on this show. We tend to just say Omega versus Okada, done. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, uh, I, 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 I've, I've got to get my one Big at KD on this. This is coming from someone who's, you know, largest one of the largest uh, promotions in the UK has Grado.
2: Oh, <laughs> you said the largest promotion I'm in the sorry, UK? What well, you mean NXT UK? <laughs> that's the only promotion in the UK, really. No. Oh
0: well.
2: I, I I'm not a real fan of indie wrestling anyway. But. Oh no.
0: Okay. Well shame on you.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh great is, I, is, I me. Is, is great as a chubby dude that was um, on oh, he was on something, I saw him on a program. I know who you mean. I know who you mean.
0: Yeah. Big big, you know, kind of chubby Scottish dude that dances the Madonna. His yeah. Kriyo, his lit Brian. Legends his,
1: of Wrestling. I, I know who you're talking about. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, he comes out to like a.
1: He up on one of uh, WrestleTalks. They, they they had a list like early last year, the twenty funniest moments outside of WWE, and Grado showed up at like you know sixteen or seventeen or something like that.
2: Uh, I'll remember from that old um, like British wrestling thing that used to be on like the Saturday mornings, and then they did like a um a revival show like a few years back with Jim Ross was one of the um announcers and Grado won the title there, I remember. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 you can tell the level of a show it was with the fact that Grado won the main title at yeah. the end.
0: See, I didn't really start following British wrestling until I learned about progress. I'm like, oh. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some. Well, gentlemen, if nobody else has anything, I I, I will I will wrap it up with the with my usuals before we get out of here. Any final thoughts?
1: Um, Crown Jewels this weekend. Oh. Um, should have some interesting matches to dissect and talk about. Um, when we convene again.
0: Absolutely, Isaac. Anything?
3: No, I'm good. I think that yeah, like you said, Crown Jewels coming up. I am very interested to see a couple matches in that one because they're going to be, I think they're going to just be barn burners and meat slapping meat. So I'm... Big meaty man slapping meat! <laughs> you got well, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Oh my uh, God. That right first, there. First gotta die, loses. Yeah. <laughs> So
0: Well, on behalf of, um, on behalf of both Brian and Isaac, KD, thanks for joining us this week, man. Open, Thank you. Door, open door to walk back in whenever you want open invitation this has been an absolute blast can't wait to have you uh, can't wait to have you join us again um,
2: cool cool.
0: So, that being said I'm going to go ahead and get us out of here don't forget to tweet the show at Wrestling X Egos KD uh, tell everybody where they can find you on the socials and on YouTube and everything else
2: KD Comedy Inc. on Facebook of everything going on with live shows, and uh, on, and on YouTube and Spotify and all those podcasty places. I don't know which ones to be honest. There's a lot of random ones. KD Comedy Inc. K-
0: podcasty places. I'm gonna. podcasty
2: to places.
0: I'm I'm stealing that. I'm. I'm That's I'm, all
1: encompassing.
2: I only use places. the technical like terms. That. That's
0: I, all I, I do. I, I, I'm stealing the hell out of that. Well, thank you guys for watching us on YouTube, watching us uh, here, checking us out on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Amazon, Brian, Amazon, Amazon. iHeartRadio, and any other podcasting places that you might find us. That really rolls off the tongue.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: That, I, yeah, that's gonna work. All right. (laughs) Thank you for checking us out on all the podcasting places. For KD, for Isaac, for Brian, my name's Patrick. This has been Wrestling With Egos. We will see you next week. Conversations like this, yeah, it's why we love wrestling.